previously a little bit leave it Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Little Bit Leave It, the official podcast for Friend Island, USA. In the USA. My name is Ben, and with me, as always, it is my podcasting partner and partner in life, Becca. How are you? I just froze when you asked me that, because I don't really want to tell the truth on air. That's okay, and... Understandable. So we want to once again thank ITV7 and the Miranda Network, which is, of course, the third fastest name-based streaming network, the third fastest growing name-based streaming network in North America. That's right, Miranda, where you have the right to remain entertained. And we also recognize that Miranda and ITV7 have taken a big chance on us, and this is a huge opportunity for our podcast, so we just want to thank you again. Some of us are taking this very seriously. And the rest of of us are just here. That's really clear. I will always take the show seriously. How can you take this show seriously? Have you seen this episode? This episode is one of the most heartwarming things I've ever seen on television. No, that's heartburn, honey. The folks at ITV7 or Miranda are considering any changes to the podcast that... I be fired and you stick around? I Hey, I didn't say anything like that. Don't worry, I'll fire myself. No, we're just... I am very committed to the podcast. I'm going to be committed because of the podcast. Okay, I really... Let's talk about the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about the episode. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. So we can't not talk about Jeff, right? Oh, man. I told you. I warned you. What? I mean, warned of what? I mean, this is a guy who, yeah, he takes it overboard, but there is nothing that he won't do to make friends. And at what point does that stop being a good thing? Because I'm pretty sure that's in the rearview mirror by a long shot. You know, I think that reasonable people can disagree. I think we can all agree that, yeah, he took it too far. But, you know, his heart is in the right place. I'm going to smack you the next time you say that. And you're going to hear it on the recording. You're just going to hear a big, meaty, juicy you know, thwap. That's not, that's, you know, that's taking it too far. You're talking about Jeff taking it too far? That's That's taking it too far. So, I did try to organize some sort of trauma experience between me and the rest of the cast on Friends Island, a la Stand By Me, because I know that that's how people relate, you know? I thought that I would kill a bird, you know, that was flying around the villa, and I'd leave it out, and then have us stumble upon its dead body together. And, you know, because we all had that traumatic experience together, we would become friends. But, uh, we stumbled upon it, and everybody immediately looked at me. As if I had done it, as if they knew, I had forgotten to change my shirt or wash my hands since I did it. So they noticed and it was not a friend experience. It was actually, I think, a little alienating. Uh, They had not looked me in the eyes since. Um, the people that I that I wanted to bond with. So that was Karen and Trevor, uh, you know, uh, we stumbled upon it together. And, uh, 
they mostly just uh, keep away from me. <laughs> so I figured I'd try it again with Uncle Terry. Hey, I've traumatized two people, and that didn't work for making friends, so let's try to traumatize somebody else. Although Uncle Terry does seem less flappable. <laughs> no pun intended. I listened to Jeff talk there, and like, how do you not feel for the guy? I mean... Like this. I am sitting here not feeling for him. I feel for the bird. I feel for Trevor and Karen. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm with you right there. Like I under I I barely understand the words that you say sometimes, and I clearly understand. I'm the legit expression. traumatized. Like I'm never gonna get over this. Like, oh my god, I can't believe we just went through that. I, I don't know if that was supposed to be like some sort of satanic ritual or what, but uh, that pigeon was very dead, and uh, uh, Jeff's hands were very bloody. It was like so obvious that he'd done it too. Like he was so proud of it. Like it he was, was. Listen, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. I'll be the first to admit that. But I knew it, he had the look of murder in his eyes from the minute he asked us to go to that other part of the villa. None of my experience with J.R.R. Tolkien's vast legendarium of lore and and war you know th th those books are about you know like like the true terrors of murdering other people nothing compared nothing prepared me for this i mean it was just oh. so innocent it was just a little bird and he decided to sacrifice a bird for our friendship honestly like i don't know what you just said but i i just can't believe that that someone would would do that with a little bird uh, Trevor and Karen, I just I wanted to go find them. Anybody, where are they? Oh my god, he's looking yeah. for us. He's looking for us now. What, oh is god. he gonna do what he did to that bird? To us? Oh my god, Trevor, oh Trevor, god. I feel, honestly, like, I feel like you really get me. Like, I feel like- Karen, I'm, Karen, please put, I feel like please put really... them away. Karen, please. I'm sorry, I... it's just, it's how I respond to everything. I know, but I'm... I have a wife, Karen. Well, you don't have to look, pervert. I'm, I'm not. Oh, okay. Now, okay. We're over here, Jeff. What the fuck? Oh, hey, guys. Yeah. Fuck. Weird what we just went through, right? Hey, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Oh, man. That was so hard. Uh, you need to talk to somebody about what you saw. I mean, I know from various movies that uh, sometimes when people go through a trauma together, they get closer. And uh, I just want to let you know that my shoulder's here, ready to be cried on. To be honest, Jeff, uh, I do feel a, a bond generating between the three of us, but yeah. uh, but, but I think the pigeon was just, just too far, too far. You've got its eye on your shoulder. Oh, God. What? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> how did that happen? I must have fallen over on the pigeon. That sucks. Did you... Wait, stick out your tongue. What? No. Stick out your tongue, Jeff. Did you uh, lick it? Did what? you... Uh, oh, I, look, listen, listen. I don't need to be judged by my new friends, okay? I thought we were best friends. You don't need to judge me for licking. You don't need to judge me for licking a pigeon, okay? I you know don't. What? Jeff, I actually think this experience brought Karen and I closer together as friends. Because we, now, Karen, now we, t 10 years from now, we can look back on this and, and, and I laugh. Don't think, you know? I don't think I'll ever forget that. Well, I'd be invited 10 years from now, but we're all looking back on this though, right? Like, it's the three of us, the three of me go. Jeff, no, I Jeff. think I know exactly what's going on here. Jeff, 
we're your best friends, but you're not our best friends. Whoa. Um, okay. That's cool. I mean, uh... Yeah, I'm sorry. We'll I still figured invite it out. you. I'm gonna go, um... I just need to take a moment. I'm gonna go into my truck for a moment for a little bit of Jeff time. Uh, I'm gonna be right back. Don't follow me. I think we need to talk about the hygiene issues on this show. Nobody made Jeff change his clothes and wash his hands. Like, I don't know. I mean, um, this sounds like a great way to get bird flu. Sure. Maybe I, I just, again, um, I feel so bad for Jeff, you know? No. Yeah. I mean, how would you feel if you found out like you're you think these are your best friends and then they just drop that bomb like Karen just did? How would you feel? I mean, come on. I would feel pretty sick because I just licked a dead bird. Let's just put the dead bird aside. I can't put the dead bird aside. Who am I, Jeff? We got to just ignore the whole dead bird thing and just... You know, break it down to the fundamental dynamics of these friendships, because that's what I think is so good about this show. Right. Is it just lays bare, you know, what it means to be a friend. So, yes, I think we all have known some people who will go too far to make friends with other people. But I was more talking about like presumptive familiarity, not birder. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jeff actually does in one of the confessionals give us some insight into kind of like why he's like this. I just don't think he, you know, has many friends. It's it's sad, you know. Even at my lowest, I never killed a bird. So have there been other instances of me deciding what to do in my life based off of the film? Yeah, I mean, isn't that what movies are for? <laughs> of course, you know? Uh, I only just started taking vitamins because I saw that, you know, in a stand-up routine, a guy was talking about how he also has to take some vitamins off all the time. And I was like, vitamins are a thing, all right. <laughs> a guy talked about how he, how his doctor made him turn his head and cough and whatever. And I was like, I should get that done, you know? And good thing I did too, because I've got really big testicles Apparently, and I gotta get that checked out. So, yeah, I mean, I take a lot of, I take a lot of, um, a lot of advice from the people on the TV because they're basically the only people I interact with outside of the middle schoolers. Although vitamins are a good thing, I suppose. Vitamins might just be a big scam, in my opinion. From the man who's never taken one. Yeah, because they're a scam. But let let's get back to the show to Trevor and Karen in the scene after Jeff goes. To his truck, Jeff's just left the his, the villa. Um, let's pick it right back up. Why is Jeff's truck at the villa? I not not sure. Not not sure about that. I, I think I saw him take more pigeons into his truck. I think he has the taste for blood now. We might have to perform some sort of exorcism on Jeff just to cleanse that whole that whole truck bed. I can't believe they let him keep his truck here. Yeah, we're all living in the... Exactly, we're all living in the bunk beds in the, the you know, a, a, the shack that they set up for us. But he gets this whole luxurious truck to himself. 
So I'm not the only one who thinks this is totally weird that Jeff has his truck there. Like how the producers don't even want him in the shack. That's the real thing, I think. I, if I had to guess, it's probably that they just really wanted Jeff on the show because he is such a great presence on TV, right? You can't deny that. And Love Island did bring in some people who were there to make trouble. So Jeff is probably just there as a chaos agent. Well, I'm not even sure about that. I just think he's so great on TV. They're like, we have to have this guy. And Jeff's like, well, if you want me, you've got to you gotta take my truck too, right? Enough about the Karen, Trevor, Jeff yes. friendship that's yes. been developing. Enough about that forever. Because I, I think one interesting thing, you know, Jeff talks about how he learns so much from watching movies and Andy has this weird thing about not watching movies from before he was born. Is that right? Yeah, I don't know how a librarian chooses to be so ignorant. The whole thing is very confusing because it sounds like he wants people to tell him about the movies, but he won't watch them himself. I don't know. Let's listen to our second or actually, let's listen to our third favorite psychopath on the show. What would I do to start off a conversation knowing that I know nothing about any movies or TV shows that came out prior to my birth? Which was in 1987. I'd, I'd ask them to a Netflix party. Otherwise, I would, I would ask... Uh, regular questions like have you ever wanted to go to a library with me because I know a lot about them and uh, and I know a lot of uh, books again only books that came out within my lifetime um okay wait this doesn't make any sense what he, he said that he read all the books in the library except for the Once in Future King, which he actually miscalled Sword in the Stone, and that really annoyed me. But if does his library only carry books that came out since 1987 or whatever, and that one book? Like, how did he read all the books in the library if he doesn't read anything from before he was born? And why would he want to read this book from whenever ago? Well, I think there are a lot of things that could be going on. So first... You know, a lot of times books do have second editions, third editions, other reprintings. And maybe if a book has been reprinted since he was born, he will read it. Okay, fair point. Right? Fair point. Um, Another thing could be that, yeah, we don't know. Where's where's Andy from again? Somewhere in New Jersey, right? I thought he was from Long Island. Yeah. Well, I mean, he could be from a library system... That's a relatively new library system in a place where they don't have much money. And so they're just like getting the books from the publishers for free. Is that a thing that happens? No. Okay. Well, no. Yeah. The the whole thing is, is kind of confusing. I, I agree. I agree. I don't think there are any easy answers here. No. I would like to sit down and talk to Andy about going to the library with him. Okay. Yeah, there you go. That's see that that's the um that's the kind of stuff that I think is good for you to say. Like that's like the kind of enthusiasm about the show that I think the the um executive producers are are looking for. I just hope he hasn't met anybody else named Becca or Rebecca or else I think I'm in trouble. See, that's no that you didn't need to say. 
Oh, I definitely no, did. That, if anything right. happens to me, it was Andy. Okay, let's let's go. Let's go. So, the other big thing that happens in this episode, just super uplifting and heartwarming. Terry really shares a piece of himself. Um, right? It's 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 a. This was a great set of scenes, right? Just, just play. Of course, let's hear let's hear Jessica and her interpretation of what Terry is doing, because I guess she's tried to do similar stuff in other situations. I mean, yeah, sometimes I try and share appetizers with people, you know, like when I go to Applebee's and stuff and I and I order something, you know, and then I say, like, does anybody want to have some of this with me? And they're like, uh, go back to your table. I, I don't know you. Okay, but haven't you ever been at Applebee's or wherever? I've been really, really hungry and seen a bunch of people with a table full of appetizers and just wanted to be like, excuse me, I can no longer wait. Can you please spot me a fry? I think you and Jessica would be good friends. I really do. She's my brand wrong. Yeah, so this isn't weird of Jessica at all. To well, it's that. weird, but it's benign. So let's hear about Terry and his appetizers. We heard in the uh, first episode of the season how Terry loves to make his famous deviled eggs. Do you think we'll find out the secret ingredient? Who wants deviled eggs? Uncle Terry style. Mm. Oh my God, I would love deviled eggs. Thank you, Uncle Terry. You're welcome. I'll have some deviled eggs. There you go, Andy. Well, thank okay. you. Can you guess the secret ingredient? Is mm. it paprika? It's paprika. Oh my God! <laughs> How'd you know? Because uh, it because that's that's the basic thing that's normally in deviled eggs. Is that right? Yeah, it's not really a secret. Okay, well that's my mistake then. Oh, no problem, Terry. That's fine. It tastes like there's also. Is there? Is there, is there licorice in this? <laughs> well, Andy, that's no secret. Yes. Why did you put licorice in? I, I, I've, I've, I've never had uh, deviled eggs with licorice in it before. That's, that's new to me. Is that not standard? Excuse me. Hmm. Well, hmm. Uh, Reginald used to like it with, with licorice. Yeah, you keep talking about Reginald. I mean, I really feel like this is about moving on, <laughs> Uncle Terry. Like. I mean, I guess if you put like anise or fennel in them, I've never had deviled eggs. Like I might be white, but that is too white for me. Yeah, you're also from New York, though. Deviled eggs did make a big comeback. I don't know. Ten years ago. Yeah. No, you know, I was willing to adopt buffalo wings, but deviled eggs. I have a very mostly hate relationship with hard boiled eggs. And those just look like. Fancy hard-boiled eggs. Well, I like deviled eggs a lot more than I like hard-boiled eggs. But as an appetizer, like, can you really imagine, like, I don't know, for me, like, going to a party and loading up on eggs that have been sitting out, like, just doesn't sit right. You know what's really good? A scotch egg. Is there scotch in it? No. Well, then... But no, it's it's an egg that is... um, I think it's, like, hard-boiled and then... Or maybe they just... I know, it's like a hard-boiled egg wrapped in bacon. Well, you can wrap almost anything. You could wrap a dead pigeon in bacon and it would make it more appetizing. We met in college. We were on playing beer pong. And I threw up on the beer pong table and everybody pointed and laughed at me. And he came over. He cleaned up my puke. 
And then he threw up on the table just to show that anybody, it's a mistake that anybody could do. And then I cleaned up his puke. And we both got kicked out of the party. And we've been best friends ever since. And until he moved to Chicago. See, I told you, you don't eat the eggs at parties. Yeah. Especially at a frat party. Yeah. You know, I w- look, I wouldn't probably eat any food at a frat party, you know? Unless it was like freshly delivered pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you see the pizza being delivered and you, you do not see the pizza disappear in between when it is delivered and when you are putting it into your mouth. Like people are roofing the pizza. That's a new one. Hey. I mean, as a young woman who went to college, like you he- you heard about all the different ways that guys were going to come after you because, you know, boys will be boys. But roofied pizza was never on there. Well, listen, I'm sorry. How do you how do you pronounce your name again? Jessica. Jessa. Jessica. Inter- interesting name. Jessica. It is an interesting name. You know, I knew a Jessica. I know a Jessica. And it's my wife. I know that you know a Jessica and it's your wife. We know this. We've been over this. I know a Reginald. I think it might be the same one. It might not. It really might. Uh, I think it is. (laughs) Well, there's at least 16 Reginalds out there on Facebook, at least. We should probably stop talking about eggs now. Yeah. Yeah. So um, do you ever look people up on Facebook? Oh, my God. Do I ever? I got a Facebook. Uh, I'm new to it. I don't really know how... How it works. So I typed in his name, Reginald Viglinki, and there's 16 matches. So I went through each one. I got my glasses on, and none of them were him until I got to the very last one. Um, and yeah, it was Reginald, just recently moved to Chicago, and I see a picture of Reginald at it looked like a bar because he had a beer in his hand. And guess who else had a beard in his hand? The guy, he had his arm wrapped around. And I saw a little bit of throw up on his, on the side of his cheek. And I know what that means. <laughs> he just threw up with another guy. Because he was partying too hard. With another guy. You know? And then, uh, he, he said, in the, is it a comment section? It's a comment. He said, party too hardy, but it's good for the hardy, which is a joke that we used to say together. And it got liked. It's a like button, I believe, by um, this other man whose name I don't know. Next question, please. These Uncle Terry confessionals are brutal. I really want to see this picture. Oh, of, of Ren- Reginald and the McClanky. other guy. Reginald McClanky. Yeah. Sounds like a fake name. What are you saying? Like that Terry's making uh, making all this up? Would that be any weirder than anything else that has occurred? I think we have to give him the benefit of the doubt, though, right? Let's do just, we? Yeah. These people are so delusional, so divorced from reality that I put nothing past them. You know, that's ironic because this is reality television. Is it? I mean, look, I think you can... You can definitely say some of them are a little weird and they've been having trouble making friends. But I think what we see happen in this episode is just a huge, huge amount of growth from everybody. Let's let's rejoin them. Facebook says there are 16 Reginalds. That's correct. Yeah. 
Andy, my Mandy, what are we getting at? That just doesn't make sense to me because I I I I I I I I feel like there should only be one Reginald. It's like if there was another Jessica, there could only be one Jessica. I think maybe you're mixing up names and like social security numbers. You know, like yeah, everybody has a different number, but not everybody. I I must be. I must be. Yeah. DNA is another one where only one person can have. Andy, I'm so sorry. Um, could you take your hand out of your back pocket? It's just stressing me out a little bit. I don't know what you're rooting around for in there, but um... I just like to keep my hand here. Uh, uh, just Andy the Maze, chillaxing. Mm. It's just where I keep my. Uh, it's just where I keep my items. Um, my sharp items. Oh, oh, sharp items. Oh. <laughs> I like this guy. Oh yeah, it's just keys and uh, uh, nail clippers. Oh, pocket knife. Uh, and a great. corkscrew. Can I borrow the pocket knife? I need a couple. You sure can. Thank you. Here you are. Like uh, uh, a lot like um, that that movie uh, Stand By Me. Oh. There's a pocket knife in that one, right? How do you know about Stand By Me? That came out in 1986. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I heard. I overheard someone say it, and I wanted to sound cool. I don't know what that movie is. It. It. it I don't know what that oh. is. Jeff, I mean, it, you overheard it from Jeff. I heard Jeff wailing something about Stand By Me from his truck. He was in the box truck. He was well, wailing it. It is also based on the Stephen King novel of the same name. I did a whole section on it on my blog. Do you guys not read my blog? I read it. I read it. Yes, of course. Yeah, we totally read your blog. Oh my Absolutely. God. We read it every day. Every I've day. never I've never read your blog. I'd Andy. like to, though. It sounds good. Shut up, Annie. Andy, this is Friend Island. You read everyone's blog. You gotta read the blog. I'm going to. I I I I read your blog, Karen, and it filled me with so many feelings. Uh, you just said were... you didn't read it. You're such a liar. Uh oh, busted. So at this point, I think everybody's in the main hangout space except Jeff and. I just love how they all come together here. I will say that I am enjoying Karen kind of coming into her own and realizing that she's not as dumb as she thinks she is or that people are dumber than her. Karen is really one of the people that I think we're seeing some real growth from, which is just so great this early in the season. But can we get through the rest of the season without her taking her top off again? That will be the true marker. Can we get through the rest of the episode? If you listen closely, you can hear Jeff screaming Stand By Me in his trailer. Stand by me when you're not strong. I'll be your friend. I'll be your carrier. Jeff, <laughs> you don't have to listen closely. That's just very loud. Stand by me when you're not strong. I'll be your friend. I'll be your friend. That's a good melody. He should he should market that song. If that's I've never heard that before. That's oh Andy, that's already a song. Well, uh, no, it isn't. Yeah, he didn't just make it up. No. Yeah. Also, it's called "Lean on Me," not "Stand by Me." Oh. As a musician, he should know that. Karen. I'm surprised I know all this stuff and you guys don't. Gosh, you guys make me feel smart. Karen, you have a wide vast of knowledge about pop culture and and cinema and you are you are much more than the than meets the eye okay karen please karen please they're beautiful breasts karen so nice to me karen please 
not in the middle of a conversation. Karen, Karen, I, I, I've talked to you, okay? Girl to girl. You don't need to show the girls, like, all the time. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just... I'm not used to people caring about what's inside my head, as opposed to what's on top of it. Uh, my face. I think your hat? The perfect no, my time face. for a friend oh. hug. And my, my tits. Oh my god, are we gonna do a friend hug? Let's hug it out. I think it's a big friend hug time. Yeah, yeah. let's do it. Okay. I really like to keep my hand in my back pocket, but that's fine. We'll hug. Terry, you smell like eggs. <laughs> Thank you. Eggs and licorice. <laughs> oh, Karen, you smell like just like Chanel number five. You smell great. I smell a dead pigeon. Oh, Jeff. Where's Jeff? Jeff, Jeff get out I of smell, here. I smell dead pigeon. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I did. I started with hug. I was okay. I'm going to be back here. All right. Classic Jeff. Again, with the hygiene, Jeff still hasn't taken his shower. Are they not allowing him to take a shower? Is it like those rules? Well, look, how often do you take a shower? Like, I mean, come on. It's only been a, a, a couple hours. I mean, every time I kill a bird, I take a shower. How often? I, I was going to ask you how often you kill birds, but don't don't answer that. Well, a ask our son about his taste for. OK, I think we should be talking about folk, try to focus on the show because this yeah. was really, we should talk about eggs again. This was really meaningful. Yeah, a friend hug is nice. You think Karen put her shirt back on before the friend hug? It didn't look like it. No, it did not look like it. It's nice that she smells like Chanel and not boob sweat, though. They even welcomed Jeff back into the fold at the end there. They definitely did not. I I I don't know. I I thought they I th I thought they did. They cast him out of the hug. If you're cast out of the friend hug, like that's it, you're done. There's no coming back from that. But like as you say, I think it was more for like hygiene reasons, not because they don't like him, right? I'll let you believe that. I know we've got a big challenge coming up in the next episode. We don't want to spoil it, but it is time for the first challenge of the season. And I still can't believe that they're doing these without during COVID. How is this safe? Again, hygiene. Yeah, I mean, I think obviously everybody probably had to isolate and quarantine, right? Oh, I would assume with this show that nobody has isolated, nobody's quarantined, and I bet maybe only half of them are vaccinated. Well, I, I bet Jessica is vaccinated. I mean, I think I that, bet Uncle Terry is vaccinated. Look, I, I, I think that uh, you know ITV Seven and Miranda. They are going to have extremely strict standards when it comes to health and safety. So, because these are really, oh, are they? Yeah, no, these are really like serious, honorable companies that have, you know, just the greatest reputation in the entertainment industry. But there's no, you know, prohibition against murder. All right. You're just going to not, you're just going to keep making a big deal of this. So let's just end the episode. Okay. Good. All right. Um, I need to go cleanse my aura. So yeah, you can get us on the socials. I am at LBLI podcast. Leave me alone. And you can email the podcast at littlebitleaveitpodcast at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you. Tell us what you think about Friend Island. Who's your favorite character? Who gives you the heebie-jeebies? Who's next to do a murder? There's no, there's no, all right. 
Okay, so... Will Andy get Jessica? Is Reginald real? Okay, from from Staten Island... <laughs> what? From Staten Island to Friend Island... Hey, wait! What about me? From Staten Island... To Friend Island... I'm back. Aha. To Staten Island... God damn it. From Staten Island... <laughs> <laughs> I know this is so funny to you. This is so funny. We're about to have another kid. We need this money. Like you can't. To Love Island. Oh God. From hey, from Staten Island to Friend Island. We'll we'll talk to you next time. We'll have another podcast on the next episode of Friend Island tomorrow. <laughs>